0: You are Locked On Falcons Postcast, part of Locked On Atlanta on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Falcons Postcast, your home for the best Falcons talk. It's local insight. You can't get anywhere else but right here at Locked On. I'm your host, Tanitra Batiste. Alongside me are Jarvis Davis and Aaron Freeman. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This Locked On Falcons postcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, feel like the Falcons defense was on one again today, guys, as they escaped the Tri-State. With a 13 to 8 win for the Falcons over the Jets, of course, we're going to deep dive into the deeds of this game and how the Falcons were finally able to string together back-to-back wins for the first time in almost four months, and talk about what's next for the Falcons. But first, let's talk JD and Freeze takeaways on the Falcons' loss. Jarvis, you said good to see the Falcons' defense take advantage of a really bad offense.
1: Yeah, because here's the thing: like, like even in the three-game losing streak, you got it quarterbacks making their first start and, and Kyler Murray, then Will Levis, and we are like, okay, the Falcons defense should be able to take advantage of that because they have been playing so well. And mm-hmm. then that wasn't the case. We're going to find out. So, and then you had the defense went uh, over went 0 for five uh, against the uh, Saints, you know, mm-hmm. as far as allowing them to score a touchdown in the red right. zone. So, and then today you see them Take advantage of a really bad offense with Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon. They were playing so well that they got the quarterback benched. So, yeah, those are some of the things that we just aren't used to seeing because, like, you know, you don't know what to expect with this team. And I think that we're starting to expect this defense to play really well. And that is nothing but a good thing as the Falcons go down the stretch and and, and try to get this division.
0: Yeah. And, Aaron, you talked about what you saw on offense, and it was one of those kinds of. Weird days where the offense was kind of just good enough to win and just not so bad to win.
2: (laughs) Yeah, uh, this game, Jarvis talked about expectations with the defense. This game kind of went how I thought it would go with the offense, it would be sort of an ugly, low scoring affair, Mm -hmm. and all the Falcons needed to do was not turn the ball over. They tried their darnest to do it a couple of times, but fortunately, you know, they were able to recover that fumble on the opening snap. The interception that Ritter threw to Kyle Pitts was wiped out by a turnover. So it was, you know, it was it was close, but like just the Falcons just needed to not shoot themselves in the foot, not give this Jets offense opportunities that they didn't deserve, that their defense wasn't able to sort of take away and just do just enough. And they did that. They they got the, the touchdown to Michael Pruitt off of the uh, fumble earlier on the short field. And they didn't have a, a ton of success moving the ball. But yeah. as long as they just kind of just played the field position game and like given how the Jets offense was has been even worse, like you just knew like, OK, we can just play a conservative game plan and that should be enough to to win this game. And that's basically what uh sort of came to fruition.
0: Yeah, it's funny you mention that because literally free, it's like they edge the Jets out in just about every category. And when I say edge, I do mean edge. First downs, Falcons 15, Jets 14. Like literally total plays, Falcons 64, Jets 67, about even. Time of possession, Falcons 29 and a half minutes, Jets 30 and a half minutes. I mean, it literally was one of those games where we're going to play this as even, as even so you can get it. And then one or two, or in this case, probably three defensive takeaways. You probably needed all three just to get out of there, Jarvis, with the 13 to eight win.
1: Yeah. It, and it's, it's, it's interesting, like, because uh, Aaron and I were kind of talking about this before the show got started. It was just like, this is kind of weird, like a weird, boring type game. I'm just like, all right, it let's was. get a turnover or something. Yeah. Let's get an interception. And like, oh, Jesse Bates, like, all right, I got you, Jarvis. No worries. You know, I get I, I get this interception. And then you got, you know, Richard Grant, you know, uh, forcing the fumbling there in the fourth quarter. So those are some of the things where you just kind of look at it and it's just, wow. All right, yeah. this is, this is going to be one of those types of games. And you can appreciate them. Being able to go up there on the road and get that win because, like, like, like whatever the Falcons give you, and, and it ends up in a W, you gotta pretty much accept it because that's just what it is at this point.
0: <laughs> but is that a compliment? I think, oh, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. I was gonna say, Jarvis. I, I think it was a backhanded compliment. I'm not quite sure. It was it was giving pseudo compliment in my spirit. So yeah, I, I, I mean, felt yeah. like you were trying. That's what my heart was.
1: You know, sometimes it just don't come out right. You know, my heart was a compliment being complimentary, <laughs> you know. Well, here's a real compliment. I let, okay. me, let, me, let me say this. This is a compliment.
0: On the Katie. No, I mean, you can not, not AK, no fair. You know that make that's my happy place for you. He knows that's my happy place.
1: <laughs> I've been calling for the man to play more. So, you know, like I gotta take, I gotta get it, I gotta go ahead and you know get, you know beat my chest a little bit because you know Aaron, you know, when Jesse Bay started doing his thing, you know, you can't get all get this man to shut up about it. He'll call the man Jordan, the man named Jordan, you called him Jordan, like so yeah, when AK started, you know, showing up, getting a little bit more PT, right hey, man, the man started getting a little production. So yeah, we gotta give a shout out to him to the uh, to ak man he's been doing he been yeah. doing his thing i
0: appreciate you definitely do and that was one of those third down sacks that was absolutely necessary because i mean it it felt like i don't i don't want to say that we got afraid because it's the jets after all so i don't think there was really a fear that kind of came in you but on the same token it was like okay this feels like third it's down what, that came in me like, yes you know what pause. there it is jarvis yeah <laughs> yeah that is you saw you saw that that yeah that, you see you, you, you felt that you felt that right because you're right it's so different it's so different it's not like just. <laughs> that's when you know free that we've been some triggered folks having <laughs> to cover this team for years man you can trigger a trigger so like you, you're right it wasn't like a fear okay wait jarvis you you just coined the term it? say it one more time Falcon. yeah fa- yeah Falcons have like rose up in him. And it was that, it was the wrong side of rise up, by the way, that happened in that, on that play. So you literally were like, when you kind of saw AK coming around the edge, you were like, yes, yes, because it really felt like just for a moment that it was that opportunity or that situation, rather, where the Falcons were going to falcon. And you just didn't want to have that conversation. Like, no, not when you're coming off of a bye week and you did what you did to the Saints on defense and then you're, Offense found ways here and there to be able to capitalize. You didn't want to have that conversation, so I think it is something that you mentioned, Jarvis, a few minutes ago, which is that in those instances where your offense is sputtering, you do know, like, okay, come on, give give me something, give me a spark, do something, and then somebody, somehow, some way, does it. As you said, Jesse Bates the third does it once again by taking the ball away, and then Arno Katie makes sure. That on that third down, once again, he gets himself a third down sack that pretty much seals this game for the Falcons. So I think that maybe you won't have a Falcondom type of moment if you just recognize that this is kind of the way this team is going to operate as they continue on through the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's going to be pretty cool to watch like how this team kind of, you know, continue to evolve. Um because it's going to have to evolve more on on yeah. the offensive side of football. But, you know, sticking with the defense, I think it's – this is – I think Ryan Nielsen is in a nice little groove, you know, because they mm-hmm. had their moments this year where, okay, you Grady Jarrett went out, you know, and Onyamata was out for that game. And then, you know, it, it, it didn't look too good. But now that Onyamata is back and he – man, this is causing some havoc still. Yeah. I, I really, uh, I appreciate him as well. That's another compliment see? see yes, there that. you go. You know, um, so, I, but there is something good. This defense is something to get excited about as we go down the stretch.
0: Yeah, and you hope that the little dust up that Anyamada had uh, today isn't gonna be anything that kind of lingers this week or through the remainder of the season. Because certainly with Grady out of the game, you definitely feel his impact that much more. You need him on on that front line. You need him in the trenches as uh, the Falcons look to really continue what we're starting to see, especially after the Saints lost today. You're really starting to see them kind of, dare I say it, pull away a little bit from this NFC South with gutsy, gutting it out type wins. I know, dare I say it? Dare I say it? I said it. So anyway, we'll talk more Falcons Jets in the deep dive. But first, let's talk a little better health. So now when you think about where we are in life, sometimes life can be super duper stressful, especially during the holidays for different reasons. Sometimes it's the not so good stress if you maybe have had a loss during the holiday season or maybe some of the manufactured stress, I'll call it, which is shopping and all that stuff. But you can get some help for that and you can get it from better help. So better help is one of those where it can be a bright spot of therapy to help you through all of the stress and all of the change that might be coming your way, even anxiety about going into a new year. It's something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything that's going on. So if you've benefited from therapy or coaching, maybe like I have, I'm an advocate of it, to have somebody help you to learn how to more effectively manage your life, it's a good look for you and better help can help you to get there. So you can find a bright spot this season by going to betterhelpcom slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. It's that simple. It's entirely online. So it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. It's as quick as completing a questionnaire to get matched up with the light, right licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So again, go to betterhelp, That's slash locked on for better health with better help. All right, guys. So earlier in the week, we were on the Atlanta football party and I don't know about you guys, but there was a little bit of like, I want to say salivating at going after this Jets defense, right? Because you're thinking, ooh, 31st defense in the NFL against the Rush. And you're talking about a Falcons team that just went off last week and was looking like it was back to form, especially with the three-headed monster of Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier, and Cordero Patterson all having really good games, coupled with about 30 yards from Desmond Ritter, I think got him to a like 248 yards total on the ground. A flip this this week, right? So we're talking about just 90 yards on 34 carries. I don't know about you guys, but I didn't expect that. So Free, I got to ask you, how does the 31st rush defense in the league hold the Falcons to just 90 yards on the ground?
2: I think a lot of it was how predictable the Falcons were being. It was a lot of early wow. runs. And if you know it's going to be first and first and second down runs, um, you can kind of just stack the box. And because I don't think your offensive line came to play against a, granted, much better Jets D-line than it, they probably get a lot of credit, you know, for with, with Quinn and Williams and all those guys up front, all those you know, a pretty deep rotation and you weren't getting the type of push that you were getting a week ago against the saints up front. Um, I think that's sort of what, so it was like basically the Falcons are getting two, three yards as opposed to last week when those two or three yards were five or six yards and then Mm -hmm. the five and six yard runs this week were, were going for 10 and 12 yards last week. So like you were just consistently able to chip away and this week you just couldn't really find that type of, uh, groove running the football so I think uh, you know a lot of it was just con- to the conservative game plan that the Falcons had given the weather conditions given that I don't yeah. think they really trusted their offensive line to hold up and, and pass protection if the Jets could pin their ears back so mm-hmm. I think all of that sort of led to the Falcons not being able to dominate the run as well as they did simply because like the Jets you know We're basically like, we're we're gonna key on stopping this. We know Mm Sauce Gardner can lock down whoever your outside wide receiver is. And, you know, if we can take Bijan out of game, we can take Drake London out of game. Mm -hmm. That's our formula for success. Yeah. Mostly work, but you know, fortunately for the Falcons, Kyle Pitts stepped up and make made a couple of crucial catches to get Mm -hmm. that passing game going, even if the running game couldn't get going.
0: Right. And I think, too, Jarvis, that there were some moments, especially in the second half, because to freeze point in that first half, you have Bijan averaging around 2.6 yards per carry. And then in that second half, you had him averaging more like he did last week, which was more around like the five um, yards per carry, although he's still, you know, just net at 53 yards total on the ground. But still, it was the number of yards that he was getting per, per carry that improved. And it really just got me to thinking, like it seemed like they were going, the Falcons were going more to to the right side um, initially, and then maybe just tried a little bit to switch it up to the left side. But I also thought about this. This is maybe the first time, and you correct me if I'm wrong, where we saw maybe Kayla McGarry, you know, getting a little hurt, a little banged up. And, you know, so I was wondering if there was any possibility, because that is actually where he excels, if, you know, that had anything to to maybe do with what we saw in addition to, because I do wholeheartedly agree with with Aaron Freeman, with Aaron, I think that ultimately the Falcons also called a vanilla game that the Jets were prepared for. Yeah,
1: I yeah. think that you know part of it is what you said, like with Caleb McGarry being out, Storm Norton coming in as he, the backup uh, offensive lineman. I'm still waiting for Jonathan Vilma to kind of update me on that. I don't think they ever mentioned it. <laughs> right? So, you know, that's old broadcasters.
0: No, because I thought that I missed situations. it. Yeah, no, thank <laughs> you for that. I me. <laughs> but,
1: but well, I think overall, I think Quentin Williams has something to do with it too. <laughs> you know? Fair enough. Like, where is Where is ninety five lined up at? Oh, okay. Yeah, we might need to uh, switch some things up because <laughs> in, in the beginning, like, like, like Aaron said, those guys are loading up against the run, <laughs> man. Like, you can't beat. It's it kind of like kind of reminds me of the Georgia game yesterday. Like, all right, Mike Bubba, <laughs> I need you to switch it up a little bit on first and second down, sir, because these guys are coming. Like, this is what you showed on film. Like, sometimes you got to switch it up a little bit. You can still run the football, but, you know, switch it up when you run the football, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, just to kind of throw a a, a couple of different curveballs at the team. So I think that that's what we saw today, too. So, yeah, and I think overall Storm Norton did a solid job. You know, I wasn't, you know, like, oh, man, golly. It was at one time against Jermaine Johnson, but Jermaine Johnson was whooping everybody, whoever he was lined up over, so.
2: You Jarvis, he's so petty about it.
0: He is. Petty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that tweet. we saw that petty tweet. That didn't get biased. So petty.
1: I'm just saying, like, it's the truth, though, right? Like, come on. The man is a football player. but mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to get into old stuff. I don't want to talk about old stuff. I'm just saying, he was going out a few things that, you know, I know Michael Parsons had somebody, you know, trying to box him out get to the quarterback. Stormed over trying to box out Jermaine Johnson. You know what I'm saying to get Desmond Ritter. It's just, just, just like just how it is when you have guys who can play the play um the edge position really well. But but I'm just saying. So like, but I think overall though, all jokes aside, Storm Stormone did a, a pretty solid job. And I uh, just got an update from uh um our own Tory McElhaney that that Arthur Smith said that uh, they still wait on the, they're gonna have to wait on MRI to kind of get a little bit more information on mm-hmm. Caleb McGary. Uh, he said he doesn't think it's serious. And also with uh nate lambman as well so those yeah. those two are going to get some uh mris and hopefully they get a little bit more um information as to how that works out hopefully nate lambman is uh is,
0: won't be out long term <laughs> yeah yeah no and it's it's that was perfect timing because that was going to be my follow-up question to you jarvis we talk about caleb mcgarry and the impact that it had on him the impact to the game on him going down but even Someone like Nate Lambon, who's done such a solid job coming in this season, and has been a welcome surprise. He gets uh, five, you know, tackles, two solo tackles, and a pass defense before he does go down. So hopefully, like you said, he'll be able to bounce back quickly. Because yeah, he's definitely been a welcome guy in relief uh, for this defense in um, not having Troy Anderson out there.
1: Yeah, uh, this is like there are certain areas where the Falcons can't afford to have injuries and. The linebacker core is definitely one of them like we yeah. use a guy like Troy Anderson second round pick a guy who's seemingly starting to get his footing a little bit mm-hmm. you know um mm-hmm. at the start of the season so you know and you have to bring in an undrafted free agent and thankfully that guy's been playing pretty doggone solid well you you even think about it but if you're out he's out for a little bit of time you saw what 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 or 59 i think it was andre davis something I, I believe his name is, is um that's not a good thing. Um you know, he was starting to get picked on a little bit, you know, uh by Trevor Simeon. So, yeah, that's you you don't can have so much depth. I'm mean, going to put it that way. So, yeah, hopefully he can uh he can be uh, on the mend and that was less a little nick, they were just holding them out, you know, for for uh precautionary purposes.
0: Yeah, you definitely hope so because it's like you said, that's one of the areas where they're a little thin and you don't want to start having that leaky coverage because Well, we kind of know that linebacker core has not exactly been a strength for this Falcons defense uh, this particular season. But speaking of an an area where we continue to see a strength that we thought was a strength at the beginning of the season, then we kind of had some question marks and kind of some head scratchers. And now I think we're going back to feeling like it's a strength is that secondary. So when you see, for example, A.J. Terrell go down, but you see a game that D. Alford is having, or you see what Clark Phillips is able to do, I mean, I think that was one of those areas where, Maybe, you know, there was some encouragement because, and of course, we we certainly, again, hope for the best. No one wants any more major injuries coming out of any injuries coming out of the secondary. But ultimately speaking, I thought that, and not just this week, but even going back to last week, we, re, we were even talking about uh, DeMarco Hellens and how he was showing up when he was put on the field. So again, just going back to uh, Clark Phillips third, not one that we've talked about a lot this season, uh, but certainly someone that maybe showed a little bit of flash, showed a little bit of edge, showed a little bit of something that we, we kind of like what we saw today. Yeah,
2: How about oh, Go
0: ahead.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, ahead. I, I think, you know, A.J. Terrell was going to be your best option to cover Garrett Wilson. That, mm-hmm. that You know, he was their go-to guy. And we saw last week where basically the Saints did not throw to A.J. Terrell's side, but I think once the entire game.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and that,
2: you know, that's a testament to A.J. Terrell's Ability. And so when you lose him, you're like, okay, Akuda's played well this year, but there's always a couple of if he plays at no, yeah. week. And you're just like, all right, Jeff, like, w- w- what's going on? And we saw a couple of those plays this week. And then with Clark Phillips, you were like, okay, well, Clark Phillips is, you know, a smaller guy, like 5'9. You know, yeah. how is he going to handle, you know, with how the Falcons want to play defense on the outside? Because they like to play a lot of press coverage um and it's and he did a solid job D. Alford did a solid job so you know even though you had a couple of those you know what's going on jeff you know what wh- what are we doing here you know those cover two hole shots just seem to be such a problem when whenever they they run that um to a coup de side. but other than that like i think the falcons did a pretty good job keeping garrett wilson contained and fortunately you know the Jets didn't really have any other options that could really uh, damage them in a major way. So uh, I, I think kudos to that secondary stepping up. I know Jarvis was, you know, you know, he doesn't wish injuries on anybody. But I, I know when he saw Mike Hughes inactive uh, on this morning, he was like, OK, I think it's going to be a good day for for me personally.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you know, Aaron, I appreciate that, man. Like, see, I'm not the only petty one on this show. Like Aaron Freeman is Mr. Petty. Like, you know, I, I had removed my time. Come
2: on, Aaron. Aaron. me? No, I'm I'm so yeah. humble, Jarvis. Like I'm not petty at all.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. That's your line that you start the show on Locked On Falcons podcast. I mean, podcast. Make sure y'all y'all guys check that out. It's an excellent podcast, if I say so myself. Um, uh, but yeah, you're yeah, you're petty. You're petty. Own okay. it. Yeah, my cues. It says a lot that Falcons draft picks are making veterans go to the inactive roster, like. It lets me know that hey Terry Fontenot is starting to do a, a nice job of, of mm-hmm. drafting guys, you know, and that I is you understand why like, Clark Phillips, you know, anytime here's here's why I said about I feel like Clark Phillips is I, I kind of knew this from from the beginning, like anytime you have a guy who's five nine and that's being very generous, Aaron. I appreciate I, Clark probably. Yeah, I was I was gonna out. say five eight and then I was like you <laughs> yeah, know five, let's round up. Let's round up. <laughs> Right. He's, anytime there, he was he's in a quote unquote battle with mm-hmm. a six four six five wide receiver, meaning his teammate Drake London in college. How those guys used to go at it. That yes. lets you know about how that guy likes to compete, and yes. he's the type of guy that likes to be sticky in coverage. He he makes up for that 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 uh not having that much height in the competitiveness and being able to attack the football and being being around the, the wide receiver when the ball is in the air. That's all you ask for when you talk about a guy that's uh, that's that's good in coverage. So yeah, it was cool to kind of see him get that opportunity to go in and then, shoot the quarterback. Still was try, trying to figure out how they can take advantage of Jeff Cool. So yeah, that's that's, pretty, that's good. That means that means a lot. That means a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah because and for good. the most. Right. And for that, the most part, that secondary overall, other than maybe that one explosive play in the first half, the secondary really did a solid job. Falcon secondary, that is, of not letting too many explosive plays or I don't even want to say let the Jets quarterback get out of hand because that just sounds weird coming out of my mouth. But at least we're just going to go and minimize
1: agrees that Tim Boyle was playing really
0: well. Yeah. Okay. So on that note of pettiness, (laughs) we're going to move right on because I'm just not even going to touch that. I would much rather prefer to give you guys details on game time. (laughs) So guys, it's about that time where, hey, you, me, and everybody else kind of would love to have some extra money during this holiday season. And it could be to buy tickets for some really cool concerts here in the A. And you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event should be fast should be easy and you should get killer last minute deals all in prices and views from your seat and you can do it all with game time because they take the guesswork out of buying tickets so if you want flash deals zone deals if you want the lowest price guarantee event cancellation protection job loss protection all of that comes with game time it has deals on tickets right up to the very start of an event even if an event has an hour after it starts, you can actually still get that ticket. So, how do you do this? You Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your per- first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code L O C K E D O N NFL. That is Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. You can download Game Time today. Of course, right after you finish watching our Locked On Falcons mm-hmm. podcast. Game time gives you last-minute tickets with the lowest price that is guaranteed. All right, guys. So one of the things that I actually did like about this game that had actually nothing to do with football is hearing all of the references for my beloved New Jersey, because that is really where the Jets play and the Giants, for that matter. So I was asking you guys offline just out of curiosity, if you guys had ever been up top to the tri-state to New Jersey or I'll give New York and Philly and Connecticut, you know, a little love there, too. But if you guys had ever been up there and if you had a favorite experience or a fun experience up there. So Jarvis was like, yeah, whatever, because uh, he's tapping out on me anytime I talk about Jersey, because I never, ever tell all the, all the secrets. But what about you, One Aaron? <laughs> One day, not today. Uh, what about you, Aaron? <laughs> been up um, there, been experience, what?
2: You know, my, my, my biggest Jersey experience was being on the turnpike, trying to get to New York. It was it was just kind of passing through, um, you know, so I, I don't really have any takes on uh, New Jersey. It's just, it's like another state to New me, New but York, right. appara- apparently it's like the most polarizing state in the world um, <laughs> for some reason. And it was, it was a perfectly normal state to me that has a turnpike and it's just like getting through to get to New York.
0: Yeah. And it's the funniest thing because for whatever reason... People have this like disdain for New Jersey, right? Like I've heard it called the armpit of the of the country, but it's such a beautiful state. It's really like more like the garden state and the whole little area around now, granted, the little area around where the Jets play, it's kind of swampy. So maybe that just reminds me of home in Louisiana, but the stadium <laughs> itself, <laughs> itself met life is actually pretty cool. And then the area, believe it or not, I used to live like 10 minutes from MetLife. And that whole like area is pretty cool because you can take the Turnpike, like you mentioned, or you can take the Garden State Parkway and you can head right on into New York and have a good time. So I don't know. We should ask Tori tomorrow if she had any opportunity to uh, enjoy the tri-state area when she joins us for Atlanta football party, where we, of course, are going to download a little bit more on the Falcons. But speaking of that next stop, they have the Falcons do have a, a stop in um, back home right? And they will be taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So this will be one of those opportunities for the Falcons to potentially, you know, just continue to put kind of space between them and the rest of the league. Now, of course, the Bucks have the good fortune of taking on the Panthers this week. So there's that. Somebody's <laughs> Right. And somebody's got to win a game, but at least they know, we know going into the wrap up of this postcast, that the Lions have indeed beaten the Saints 33 to 28. So that's a good look. But that said, Jarvis, what are some of maybe the keys to the games for the Falcons to get this win against the Buccaneers?
1: Um, get a home performance by Desmond Ritter. Don't turn the football over. Um, figure out how to get back on track with running the football. You should be able to do that against this Tampa team. Like they said, what, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 4-7 and seven right now? Mm-hmm. and I, I think that – like, continue to step on bad teams next. I know yeah. the Falcons, people can look at the Falcons and say, oh, well, they're average. Yeah, they're average. They're average team. Six and six, you are what you say your record is. But mm-hmm. those bad teams, those under 500 teams, those teams that look like they are going the the, the, the wrong way, yeah, mm-hmm. take advantage of them. So, yeah, I think I think they're able to do that. I think the, uh, Ryan Nielsen, get this defense right, continue to cook on D, and they'll figure it out on offense, I guess. We guess, right.
0: And yeah. you when know, you think about it, Aaron, this is one of those wins where, you know, they got that win against Tampa and Tampa right before they kind of went on the slide uh, and then went into the bye. So I figure like it's one of those really good opportunities as well for them to now go on a three-game winning streak that we haven't seen this entire season.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um You, you, you yeah, basically the Falcons are better at home and mm-hmm. you expect that they were able to beat the Bucs on the road in a very sloppy win. Yes. Like they should be able to play a cleaner football game and and hopefully get a more impressive win than we saw this past Sunday against the Jets, and that's going to give you even more confidence. Okay, like this team seems to be turning a corner, has built some momentum with a three-game winning streak if they can get that win next week. So we'll see what what's what.
0: Okay, and Gog Grog says jets are a great D take the win up north in the rain to move on. You know, that's a good point. Like you were saying earlier as well free and thank you so much for that comment, you know. Outside of the leaky run defense, the Jets' defense overall is still a solid defense. And like Jarvis said, when you've got Quinn and Williams, you at least have a chance to shut down anything you want to shut down. And also, maybe you don't get to execute the game plan that you had, or maybe you had to go a little bit more vanilla, especially in the beginning, than you wanted to, because at the end of the day, maybe the weather, the inclement weather kind of dictated the direction that you had to go for your game plan.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's something that... Yeah, yeah, you can get away with that. I I feel at the podium because those are some of the things that, like, when you think about the conditions and everything. Like, then what the first snap of the game told you that, like, okay, Mm -hmm. like I know Ritter can be a little loose with the football, but you know, it's cold. Get they said the weather wasn't that bad up there, Mm -hmm. but like when you think about you know temperature dropping, moisture, footballs, yeah, that that can that can get a little little uh, shaky. So I I think that. Being able to stick it with the run game and, and taking advantage of some opportunities in the past from time to time. Mm-hmm. I think your game plan kind of worked out, but I'm sure Arthur Smith would want to score a little bit more than, than 13 points. But like <laughs> you said, a dub is a dub is a dub.
0: Yeah, it is. And I think to that point, I was maybe expecting because yeah, you've got the the inclement weather, but I was expecting just a little bit more in terms of the the output, but we'll see next week. They come back home next week they're in a controlled environment as far as weather conditions are concerned and to your point free maybe this will be an opportunity for them to continue kind of get back to where they were last week so i would probably call last week more of who i think the falcons are getting back to their identity versus maybe the anomaly that we saw this week so thank you guys so much for stopping by as always don't forget to like and subscribe to our youtube channel we appreciate you stopping by because we bring you all the best falcons talk each And every week after the game. So don't forget, of course, as well to check out this crew tomorrow, along with our girl Tori McElhaney for the Atlanta football party. Again, Falcons victorious, and we love to see it 13 to 8, the final up in Jersey. See you tomorrow.